Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense for knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. Before we get started today, I would love to share some tools with you to help with stress and feeling overwhelmed, especially for the energetically sensitive person. Feel free to go to my store on my website at www.healingvitality.ca. Thanks so much for coming on this journey with me. I'm super excited to have Angela Geddes join me, and she has got horses in her world, which always excites me. So thank you, Angela, for joining me today. Actually, Heather, I have to thank you because it's such a pleasure. I was so honored when you reached out to ask if I would be a part of your podcast, especially on the topic of intuition. So thank you for uh, for allowing me to share my story around intuition. Well, it, that's the whole point. So here we go. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Angela. Okay. So I guess, first of all, I guess the one I, way I often will introduce myself is I'm a mom first. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a farmer's wife, a long-term farmer's wife who's actually been married for 27 years and so agriculture with cows and horses is a big part of our family life and how we connect and spend time together when you ask me to be a part of something you know what was it that I want to share and I guess part of it's just my story of you know there's been some really pivotal moments in my life and interesting enough the name of my business is called soul on fire uh, f1 guided wellness center and the whole premise behind where Soul on Fire came from was me leaving a corporate uh, world in 2014. It's actually been, it was October of 2014, so we're getting ready to, to celebrate six years of, of uh, being on my own. And in 2015, I actually started my own business of Soul on Fire. Leaving that corporate world was really scary, and what I didn't realize is how burnt out I was as an individual, as a mom, and also it was a time of uh, that I knew that I needed, you know, I needed some changes in my life. And I, interesting enough, the horses are joining us, Heather. I'm uh, not sure if you heard the story. I did. <laughs> so, which we'll 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 talk about that. What it means from a coaching perspective. So I left my corporate job really not knowing where I was going. I just knew that one day I woke up and looked in the mirror and I thought, I don't even recognize the person who's looking back at me. And as a mom, I've often, what I've prided myself in is that I model the way for my children. I have two daughters and with them, I want them to know they can do whatever they want to do, when they want to do it, however they want to do it and empower them to be able to take those steps. And at that point, when I looked at myself in the mirror that day, I thought, I'm not empowering anybody. I'm showing them what it is to get up and just exist. And I feel that life is more than just existing. It's about living. 
And interesting enough, some of the pivotal moments in my life came through loss, through losing my dad, who was only 70 when he passed away 11 years ago, because we'll also be celebrating his, it's been 11 years since he's been passed. And I lost a niece in 2015 um, due to a brain tumor, who was only 30. And there are two people who really lived their life while they were here with us and present with us. My father, most people will remember him by his hearty laugh, and my niece left a legacy in her short time here on Earth. And so with that, those became pivotal moments of where was it that I wanted to take my own life. So interesting enough, I sat down, I knew, I enjoyed coaching from my corporate days and being in HR, and, and actually I had worked many years in finance. And I sat down and I, I actually put through a business name for my company and it was rejected. So I went back to the drawing board through some words on a piece of paper and lo and behold, Soul on Fire was born through that process. And the core essence of my business has been to help people to really live their lives purposefully connected to themselves and knowing they have whatever it contains for them to make their dreams become a reality. So interesting enough, my, my business started out with a lot of business consulting and coaching, but in the last few years, it's really morphed a lot because of some health issues that I've had and realizing that perhaps every time that my values are not completely aligned and when I don't listen, my body shuts down. Mm-hmm. So within the last year, I actually wrote a blog called, uh, and here we have another horse who's also joining us as well, Heather. Great. Uh, the second horse with their snort. And so with that, when I started this change, so in 2000, just to give you an idea, in 2018, I got slowed down a little bit with a heart condition. And I had a 90% blockage in one of my arteries. In 2019, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and it had impacted my health a lot, and even my vision. It There was some really big concerns around that, especially having a heart condition and diabetes. And then in 2020, we were faced with COVID. So my blog was about practicing the pause, or the pause practices you. So, unfortunately, some, in some cases, there was pauses that were, were brought out of my life so I could stop and reflect. And with that, i become very in tune. So a lot of the work I, need to, and I now do in terms of coaching is helping people to really understand embodiment and understand what our body is trying to tell us and how we need to stop and listen. And interesting enough, in the last week, I met with a gentleman that I'm hoping to do some collaboration with. And... I have trails, nature trails, that I, I take people out and we do reflection in the, in the forest. And there was a deer passed in front of us on the trail. And so I often will look up symbolism on animals and what they're trying to tell us. And so I printed that off for us today. So I'm just going to read a, little, a short little paragraph about deer symbolism. And it says, when you have a deer sighting, It's as though the universe wants you to stop what you're doing and just be in the moment. Quiet, contemplative, and thankful. The deer is first and foremost a reminder that you need to listen to your intuition. So 
request of you to be a part of your podcast was very timely because I just saw that deer within the last couple of weeks and it was so close it was probably only about 20 feet away from me walking across the trail lovely yeah and they're so majestic and graceful and powerful and and so for me it left a lot of meaning well and that's what they do they paw they stop and they look at you they stop exactly and they observe they're a lot like your husband actually they stop and they look (laughs) and they determine what do i do what is my next course of action do i need to do anything with this and they wait long enough until they know what to do and they they act quickly they either go back to grazing or they run off very quickly (laughs) and all of them run off (laughs) If they're in a group, it's like, oh, look at that. We startled you. But if they're feeling safe, they'll just keep on doing what they're doing. But they will stop. And it's quite profound if you see one stop and then they all look. If there's more than one, it's quite profound because it's like you have to stop. If you've startled them, like you, you, your instinct is to stop and just mimic them and wait and, and inside you're like, please stay, please stay. <laughs> I, actually, and I often say that when I see them on the road or like this is in the ditch and, and, you know, there's often more than one. Yes. And I always, I always stay, stay there, stay <laughs> there. Yeah, me too. Driving, especially southwestern New Brunswick, Quispamsis has them everywhere. They're, yes. There's just as many yeah. people as there are deer. And yes. there's, even in downtown Hampton, mm-hmm. like you see them as you're heading downtown. Yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah, I talked to them as well. Please stay, please stay. Well, that is very, very cool. So you are now listening to your own body. So it really has, you know, made me take a look and reflect at um, where is it that I want it to take my business and, and what's meaningful for me. And I find as I as I age, I tell some people, I said, I think I'm just getting more philosophical, but it, it's really about having meaningful work and living with a life on purpose and helping others to achieve the same thing. So when I was taking my coach training, people kept saying, you realize people are doing this with horses. So I did leadership coaching uh, for quite some time while I was still in my corporate job, and I've continued to do that in my own business. And I do life coaching. And with that, I have now, I now include horses as part of the coaching process. They are now my co-facilitators and my partners in the coaching process. And so I, I, my business model is called Coaching from the Barn. Perfect, yeah. And, and the reason that I've gone there with horses is because of their intuitiveness. Their survival is very much about their awareness of their environment and their surroundings and whether they're safe from a fight or flight perspective. And there is so much that shows up with a client as part of them being present in the coaching experience. And that's probably where a lot of my intuition comes from. And they are a bit of a lead in that, in that process because they demand my clients to show up authentically, to show up wholly, and to show up in all of their glory or whatever that may look like and they are non-judgmental 
And for me, there's just, there's so much that shows up in the experience and I get very, very curious. So it brings out a very curious nature for me to help the client to understand what's happening. What are the, what are the forces demonstrating? And as we first started this podcast, as, as you probably heard, or I hope you did, yes. there was more than one force that snorted. Yes. And kind of went, yeah. <laughs> and if you look back or you listen back on the podcast to what we were talking about at the time, it's validation and what, what was being discussed. Yeah, they approve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very much so. And, and sometimes where I'm sitting, they don't even come over, but they both came over right from the get-go of the podcast, which was very interesting. And so with that, it awakens things in clients that might not otherwise make an appearance. There's a communication that can be carried on with an animal and with a horse that may not, those words may not have been able to be articulated. And my support in that is just getting really, really curious about what's showing up for the client. And I have seen so much transformation and such deep level of vulnerability that appears that helps the person to really be able to move forward. Mm-hmm. And once again, I'm, I'm getting some validation. <laughs> well, and the thing with the horse anatomically is they have a heart that is huge. Huge. Huge, huge, huge. <laughs> And so there's no way that a person can't stand in their presence and not feel the effect of that heart, whether they're cognizant of it or not is another thing. It doesn't matter. But the vibration of the heart and the horse gets behind any walls that are up in a human and people will express emotions that they won't necessarily express if they're in the presence of humans. I That's find. Right. Um, so it's it's like a, they're your door openers in a sense, but I bet. <laughs> Absolutely. And they seem to just open up the heart and the soul. And the, the work that I see here, like it's really hard to articulate to others. So I often will just say, just come experience it. Just come experience it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or just come visit and feel the difference when you're in their presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that can be enough. You know, just as I'm sitting here, you know, speaking with you, I'm, I'm watching one of the horses as she goes from one end of the paddock to the other and very sure of her existence. She's definitely a horse. When I look at her, she is, she's, I call her my boundary horse because so often it's, it's sometimes difficult to, um, to set proper, appropriate boundaries. She forces you to do that. And I've watched people work with her and how she helps them to establish very clear boundaries or she's, you know, in your, in your way, she's pushing you. She's, and she's actually stretching your muscles, I guess, your boundary muscles. So it's actually really interesting to watch some of that work come to play. And I can't make up what happens here. You know, I, I often share a story of a client who we were talking about vulnerability one day. And we hadn't gone in the paddock yet with the horses. And all of a sudden, this, this young horse, she came over by the gate where we were standing and laid down. For anybody who knows or doesn't know anything about horses, laying down is their most vulnerable state. It's where they could be attacked and put themselves at risk from a, a life-sustaining per- place. 
And so we stuck there, we stood there and, and talked for a bit. And then I said to my client, I said, would you like to go in with her and, and just spend some time with her? And so sure enough, we did. And the horse didn't get up at all. In fact, she stayed laying down. My client kneeled down next to her. And then the next thing, my client was sitting on the ground beside her with the horse's head in her lap. And that was where the rest of the session took place. Wow. So that Beautiful. really raised my intuition of, and where my curiosity went with this particular client was, what if vulnerability looked like this? Mm-hmm. Which was a very impactful, just the whole state of how things were, were happening. And that particular question was a very impactful question. And we, we continued on our, our discussion together. And then when it was complete, everybody got up off the ground. And I said, you know, I said, if you're complete, I think, you know, the session, the session is now complete because the horses will come, they will do the teaching that they need to teach. And then they will go back to their kind of horsey duties of just hanging out. Of being. Yeah. Of just being. Yeah. They're beers. So they demand that presence with them. They really want you to be there in that present moment. And if anything has helped me, and what I didn't realize actually with, with, with the horses is that they've actually probably been my therapy for years. I've been an, an owner for over 25 years. And I didn't realize what they were giving to me because I've always been kind of that A-type personality of what's next, what's my next goal, where am I going, how am I going to do it, how am I going to get there. But now they, they help me to sit back and to pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's just so much in their presence that is uh, to be learned. Well, I'm glad you're learning it over the years. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, sometimes I'm not a quick learner, though, Heather, but, you know. It's okay. They, they have, they, They're patient. <laughs> I guess so. They're patient. They've been waiting for Soul on Fire for a while now. So that's lovely exactly. that you woke up to it. It's awesome. So shifting gears a little bit, how do you get your intuition? Actually, you know, it's interesting because I, I didn't realize that I probably was very intuitive at a very young age, but didn't understand it, didn't know how to use it, didn't know how to access it. And now it's a feeling. And I, I remember my early career days, I worked in finance and accounting, so you can only imagine this was I would go and I would present something and it was, well, how do you know? And I would just say, I just know. And I guess I did learn early on in that part of my career that I just know wasn't very good in a, in a field and industry where data and numbers and analysis was really important. So I learned how, interesting enough, at that early age, I learned how to use my intuition and the analytical side of my brain to blend. Mm-hmm. But it is, for me, it comes as a feeling or it comes through symbolism. Or it comes through intention setting, or I'm a big believer in attracting what you want from the universe and putting it out there and setting your intentions. And it just, for me, it just seems to just happen. And so it's, once again, it's really hard to explain, but it is a sixth sense. It's a knowing and it's feeling into what emotion comes up through any given circumstance. I'm one to really step back and reflect a lot. 
And so with that, I know it's my intuition trying to tell me something in any given situation. And then it brings out the curious side of me so that it, I get curious with myself or I get curious with other people. So I've often asked a lot of questions throughout my life, but I didn't realize what it was until, you know, many, many years into my career and into my life experience that I had been relying on intuition pretty much probably my whole life. And, uh, but now I can access it in a much, much easier way. And because I've also learned to embody it. And that's one of the things with the horses I often will work with clients is, well, where are you feeling that inside of you? Well, our intuition shows up in different parts of our body. You know, I often have things that will show up in my gut. Mm -hmm. um, I'll have things that show up in my heart. And then sometimes I'm just beaming from the soul, uh, from the inside out. Okay. So those are all parts of intuition for me. Yeah, great. Well, and I mean, I think that when it comes in many different forms, and, and I think it comes in many different forms for many people, I, I'm not sure that many people connect the dot that it is coming in all those different forms. They'll just call it coincidence, or they'll be like, hey, cool, a deer. But they won't go the next step and look up the meaning of that deer or or do the math on, hey, that horse snorted. What did that mean? You know, like, yeah, I think that it is constantly showing up in our lives and it's just turning up the volume or the awareness enough to actually take those moments of pause or reflection and say, huh, I wonder what that coincidence meant. I wonder what that synchronicity led me to or oh in reflection it seems like I was exactly where I was supposed to be and funny how I got that nudge to do that you know and yeah and be grateful for those awarenesses or those synchronicities or that intuition because I think too that that it's it's like one fuels the fire for the next one for the next one because you get almost giddy once you get on this intuition train of like oh look at that happening oh and isn't that fun that that yeah. happened and oh isn't this great that that happened and it's it will just fuel a person to listen more and more because it's like instant gratitude <laughs> or instant gratification it, sometimes you know it is like i mean i've seen i've seen it just like uh, i remember traveling back i think i was taking my my first equine assistant learning program and i um we had three on sites in british columbia and so i was traveling home one of the trips and lo and behold there was a lady who reached out to me by text and she says i'm offering there was something that she was offering that was horse related equine assistant learning and i thought well isn't this ironic that this is happening just as i'm taking this particular training and so like those were some synchronicities and, and it, it's repeated stuff like that that seems to have happened to me my whole life so you know some people might say oh is it a coincidence is it or is it the universe that's responding to requests and intent and and direction and helping us to kind of gather us up on the path that we're required to be on right yeah and you know i think some of my podcast guests have been about how intuition and joy are linked and if you follow the joy it yes. it just keeps on building on and on and on and on and it's not like there aren't dips and valleys but it's that you are almost rewarded like i said before that you can count on this level of joy showing up when you follow your mm -hmm. intuition that you didn't know was 
because joy and happiness are different. Like you can be happy, but joy seems to arrive. Yeah. It's, it's a different entire, it's unexpected. You know, you, you can anticipate and be happy about something, but joy is this unexpected, almost like grace. I see the two of them. Yeah. Very similar. They're, they're like a divine gift. Yeah, absolutely. And I think from a lot of my intuition where I've learned to really access my intuition more as I've as I've learned more about it is that when we take time to pause and what is in those moments of being able to pause, we get, you know, when I was, you know, in my, my career days, I was very, very busy. I had young children. I was studying for my master's degree. You know, there was a lot happening at any given point in time. And, but as I started to kind of slow down um, through, well, somewhat through the aging process, but also by choice, I'm able to access that intuition even more because I'm able to take the time to allow things to come in and for me to take notice of it. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, I really uh, can appreciate people who meditate. And a lot of mine comes through being in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, my meditation comes from being in nature and being grounded in that space. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like if I veer off the path of my routine of being outside in nature, mm-hmm. I'll have something arrive on my radar. Like, oh, I'll, I'll go get numerology done, or I'll speak to somebody, and they're like, you, you should do this. You need to, you need to spend yeah. time at the ocean, or you need to yes. go be in the woods. And I'm like, oh yeah, I do. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I spent you, a couple of weeks for me too. I had a little bit of a meltdown in our, and with with this year and COVID and how the school system works, and you know, I have a, a daughter who's studying from home that is in university, but she's, she's home for the year. They, they gave us notice that they will not be on campus for the full year. And my second daughter goes to school three days, one week, two the next, and I'm trying to manage their, what the schedule is, getting her dropped off, and I had a little bit of a meltdown. But then I looked back, and I had two days where I didn't go out on my nature walk with the dogs, and it was like, okay. That's a pretty good indication that you just lost your emotional stability <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> so, In a world sorry. that we have right now with COVID and the education system and the healthcare system and the world being in various places politically and blah, blah, blah. There is a lot of charged energy, I would say, with concern or anger or like there's a lot of what one might call low vibration emotions or low vibration energy not that they're not valid at all they're very valid but if you're remotely empathetic you need to discharge what's not yours yes and that's and and we we don't realize how much we are being assaulted by real emf from cell phone towers and whatever else wireless but we're also being assaulted with the emotional and energetic energy of the planet the cultures the world and being out in nature helps us discharge that and get back to ourselves so you bring up such a beautiful example i just needed to underline and highlight what you just said 
Well, it's been a really interesting year for us because typically my daughters compete with horses and with cattle. And so my husband and I are often on the road a lot um, this time, well, from summer and into the fall, um, right up until November, actually. But this year, our lives slow down with COVID, and we spend a lot of time on our land. We have 50 acres of land here where I'm basically growing my business. And so we were clearing land and taking some of the forest down to grow agriculture, land, pasture for the horses, uh, land for crops. And so was probably the hardest work I have ever done physically and somewhat emotionally, but the most rewarding. And so I know people were asking, well, how are you doing through COVID? And even though parts of my business had changed a lot, it was like, you know what? I am the most grounded I've ever been in my entire life. So there was, there's was, there been learnings through COVID, which I hope a lot of people will take the time to reflect on what they learned um, and what has changed for them and the impacts that, that they've had and whether they want those to continue on for them on a go-forward basis or is this a time for them to reflect on some transitions in their own life. On that note... <laughs> Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast because that is something everybody should take as a call to action. Exactly. I hope they do. And Heather, once again, I can't thank you enough and uh, really happy that I actually changed where I was sitting for us to have our call so the horses could validate some of our discussion. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Until next time. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community. <laughs>